I am Dr. Moosley LeBlanc, affectionately known as Dr. Mo, America's favorite mind, body, heart, and soul doctor. And you are listening to Unleash the Healing Within podcast, helping people all over the world heal from the inside out. Please feel free to follow me on my Facebook page, Dr. Mo Health and Wellness Center, or visit my website at www.unleashthehealingwithin.com. And I invite you to come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Dr. Mo, great being back. I know I haven't put a podcast out in quite a while, um, but I'm certainly grateful, grateful to be back. The topic that we're going to go over today and what this show is about is going to be grief. And that is a big part of why I've been silent for so long. Um, last year, initially why I had put a pause on doing the podcast show is I had gotten pregnant and, you know, very exciting time and ladies, I'm sure most of you can relate first trimester, you are just tired, exhausted with brain fog. Um, and so it was very difficult to put two words together, let alone uh, create, you know, scripts for an entire podcast episode. And so uh, just with the fatigue and um, overwhelm, it just made sense to put the podcast on hold to take care of myself and put my needs first. Um, And things were going great. And You know, the thing about grief, you know, I'm not going to say my actual age because a lady never tells, but in my 30 plus years here, you know, I feel blessed that I never knew or understood grief. I really never lost a person who was so, 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 so close or dear to me in that way that it impacted me 
in a highly significant way until this past year. And it really only takes one really good experience with the right person to suddenly make you an expert on grief. And so for me, who that person was, was my son. I was pregnant with my son, Makai Josiah LeBlanc, about to enter my third trimester. Everything had been normal, normal, normal. I was being followed by maternal fetal medicine because I had done IVF and because of my age. And so they were looking me over. I mean, it seemed like every two weeks I was at some doctor's office or getting some ultrasound or getting some blood work and everything to the nines was 100% normal, normal, normal. And last year I had a great year, actually. Things were really good in the businesses. Um, I got an award of being recognized as Baltimore City's, one of Baltimore City's top doctor awards. And then a few weeks later, you know, being invited to be a keynote speaker. A couple weeks later, I got, you know, me and my husband celebrated our 10 year anniversary in New York City. And, you know, it was just such a high, that, that whole time surrounding uh, that trimester. And then all of a sudden, this baby who was so incredibly active, I mean, he would just kick a mile a minute all day long that it, it, it began feeling like, how can I get any work done? This kid is just jumping and doing somersaults all day long. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't. And, you know, I don't think I need to go too far into the details, but when I went in to be evaluated, there was no longer a heartbeat. And um, so just like that, in a moment, celebrating so many highs, everything changed and was literally plummeted, plummeted to the worst and the darkest and the lowest point really ever that I've experienced in life. Um, you know, and I, I had to go to the hospital and that day and deliver the baby. I mean, just so many things. Um, entailing that whole experience and um, it just completely changes you, completely shatters you, really. You know, you can't go back to being the same person you were because you're not. And 
The reason I really wanted to talk about this, I mean, twofold. I think grief is a topic in our society that we don't talk enough about. And certainly as physicians, we don't get trained enough about. But the reality is, is that if you're showing up in a, you know, a a psychologist or psychiatrist office, or even your primary care's office, grief is probably a big part of why you're there. It certainly is the cause of a lot of depression and anxiety and mental illness. Um, It certainly causes a lot of inflammation in the body, which secondarily leads to a lot of diseases and illnesses when grief is not appropriately dealt with. And I'll say grief and trauma really together. Um, And yet it's a topic that there's just so much silence around. Particularly when it comes to a mother or father losing their child. And so I wanted to specifically harp on the topic of child loss because there is just utter silence on this topic. You know, when a woman gets pregnant, there's just this expectation of of life, of joy, of memories to come. And nobody ever prepares you for when that doesn't happen. And that's not, and you, and when you don't get your happily ever after. You know, it's, it's the things, it's the topic that's, you know, whispered in the corners. But the reality is, is that the more I talk about my experience or just the topic in general, the more women come out and share their stories. And you just realize that it's really not uncommon at all. Statistics show that as much as 25% of all pregnancies end in a loss. And so that's really why I wanted to open up this discussion and really just bring it to the light because otherwise so many people are suffering alone without the resources or the the support that they need. And I am sure other people didn't know how to support me in this as well. And, you know, again, there's no manual like how to help your friend or family member who you love after they've lost a child. And the reason why that's the case is that, you know, on some level, we're all prepared for grief in the sense of, you know, we know that one day we will bury our parents. We will bury our grandparents. You know, we wonder which, which spouse will bury the other spouse if you stay married long enough. But you're never, ever prepared to 
to bury your child. And so it's something termed an out of order grief because grandparents, parents, that would be an in order grief, that it's an expected grief. You, you know at some point you will deal with it. It's just a matter of when and people are familiar with this type of grief that people can counsel you and talk with you about it and support you more easily and more readily readily with those types of griefs. But with child loss, it's an out-of-order loss. And so there's really no manual to getting through that type of grief. And it's why we are utterly unprepared to support our friends and loved ones in going through this grief either. And, you know, one of the books that I read during this process, um, the book is called It's Okay That You're Not Okay. And it, and okay is spelled uh, just with the letters O and a K. It's okay that you're not okay. And it was such a helpful book. You know, and she talks about the whole out-of-order grief concept. And really her underlying point is it's really okay that you're not okay. You know, how, how could you be? You know, you, you really never are the same afterwards. And it's also true that no two grief journeys are alike. You know, everyone is going to grieve in their own way. And there's no right way to do it. And it also doesn't make much of any sense. When you're grieving, you are not logical. (laughs) You're mad if people help. You're mad if people don't help. You're mad when people show up. You're mad that they don't show up, that they don't call or they don't text. But then you're annoyed that they keep texting or keep calling. (laughs) It's really this weird weird sort of a place where nothing makes sense anymore and you you just feel completely lost like you've just been flipped upside down and you're just floating through I mean and actually I'd say you're you're not even floating because what it really feels like is like time is just standing still I remember I was talking to um, uh, uh, my one-on-one counselor and I, I was talking to her something about sleep. And so she's like, well, how long has it been that you haven't slept? And, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, it's not that long, probably just a week or two. It really started after um, I had to take my son to the ER because he got injured and needed stitches. And that was, you know, right after Christmas. 
And then I had to stop myself and think, it's the end of January. Like, it's been well over a week. It's been well over a month even. But when you're grieving a day, a week, two weeks, or even a month, doesn't really feel that different. And I just remember that moment having that realization that, oh my gosh, like it literally feels like I haven't slept in a few days, but it's actually been more than a month. And so it's just this weird twilight experience where the rest of the world is moving at normal pace. And if if you're American, it's, you know, super fast pace, right? Um, and you're just living life in slow motion. So it's um, an interesting, interesting experience to go through. Um, and I guess, you know, some of the quotes that also kind of give a voice to this experience. You know, Jamie Anderson, she defines grief as love with no place to go. And I honestly believe that that is the most accurate definition of grief. Um, Because when I couldn't take... Makai home with me I just felt like I had all this love bottled up within me and nowhere to put it I you know I remember asking my husband like can we get a puppy you know um you know we even talked about other options I don't know the details don't matter but I just had this need of I have to do something with this love. Like there's, it's just, it's just this feeling of just having this bottled up emotion and nowhere to put it. And, you know, I remember what my husband, you know, when I first mentioned the puppy, you know, he thought, well, if you need something to love, why not just pour it into our other son, you know, um, we have a five-year-old son and I just gave him the look <laughs> and cause he, he didn't quite understand it. It's like, I already love my son a hundred percent. Like there's no way that I could love him 150%. Like I love him completely. I need somewhere else to put this love. And thank God my husband learns quickly and he was super supportive and was like, whatever you need, you know, Um, which in the end, I didn't end up, (laughs) I didn't end up getting a dog. Um, What I realized, this is one of the big lessons that I learned in all this, is what I could do with all this love that I have to give. What I needed to do was put it in the best place possible. And the best place at that time that I could put that love was to pour it into myself. 
and to just focus on self-care and self-love and just being gentle and accepting myself as is fully, completely, and radically and just being devoted to loving myself, um, you know, and just having the realization that the only gas tank that needs to be filled right now is my own. Um, but the, the feeling is certainly super real of just what do I do with all this love? What do I do with all these emotions? Um, and my suggestion is if you're dealing with grief, please, please, please pour it into yourself. You know, and one of the other, you know, in terms of pouring it into yourself, and, you know, I mentioned before that you're never the same. You know, there's a quote by Joan Rivers that, you know, she says, listen, I wish I could tell you it gets better. But it doesn't get better. You get better. And that was one of the quotes that helped support me during this time and this transformation because everybody who I spoke to who's been down this path before, and um, you know, they all told me, you're never going to be the same. You just aren't. You're going to be changed by this experience. Um, you know, and so when I saw that quote by Joan Rivers, it was a good reminder that, you know what, this situation, it's, it's just never going to get better, right? Like, I'm never going to get my son back. You know, Makai will forever be a memory that I hold dear to my heart, but nothing I... I do or anyone could do would bring can bring him back but I can become better by this I had the ability to transform and be my best self and do it in honor and in memory of my son and you know, another quote that I saw somewhere else was just this reminder that grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release, to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. Whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed, or in darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation and transmutation. Trust the process and trust God. And so I certainly want to leave that as an encouragement to anybody else who's dealing with grief. It's just, you know, we may never know the whys, um, but we do know that we will be forever changed and we always get to decide what that change looks like um and we can always choose to grow and transform into our best possible selves and to do the things we've always been scared to do to um 
be the person we were always too scared to be, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I even, um, one other quote that I really like too by Paul Coel Coelho, C-O-E-L-H-O. Um, he writes, maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you. So you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. And so <clears throat> what I loved about the scripture is that, you know, when you go through this sort of experience, you feel completely shattered. And, you know, and I'd say to myself, you know, shattered, but not broken, you know, that I'm shattered, but not broken, shattered, not broken. Um, but when I saw this quote, I realized that I don't have to feel or look at myself as being shattered and ripped to pieces, but that I could see this really as me shedding and unbecoming everything that isn't really me anyway. Um, and that rather than feeling like, you know, I'm a pile of pieces on the floor, I can instead see myself as a new creature that's authentic and real. Um, and so that was a real help too. just, it was a real source of empowerment to not feel like a victim, to not feel like I'm shattered or I'm broken or I'm damaged goods, you know, but to really just see this as this is an opportunity to shed all the parts of me that, that don't need to be here. Um, this is really a refining process, a painful refining process, but a refining process. And the last quote that I would leave with you, anybody who's struggling with grief or um, friends who want to support people grieving, is a great quote by Maya Angelou. She writes, every storm runs out of rain. And so that really helped when times were incredibly dark and incredibly difficult. And, you know, I felt like I was like in an emotional roller coaster or literally an emotional thunderstorm of sorts or um, tornado, really. Um, it, it, it helped to just remind myself that the rain will stop. You know, that the rain will stop eventually. The sun will come out. And not that everything will be better, but that the heaviness of these emotions won't stay this heavy forever. And so with that, I'm actually going to stop here on that note. Um, I have a lot more to share about some great tips on how I was able to cope and get through it. Um, I'll even talk about how to even support loved ones who are going through hard times. 
um, but I will separate it out into a multi a multiple episodes into multiple episodes because um, it is a lot to 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 digest and so you know we're gonna break it up into smaller pieces um, going forward but it was just important for me to share a little bit about my journey and um, you know because I didn't want to return and like hey it's Dr. Mo like everything is great and perfect like nothing happened because a lot happened and um, you know I'm forever changed and I'm forever grateful for my son Makai um, and I will forever love him he's transformed me in amazing ways and and I know he will continue to transform me and so for other mamas out there or other people who are struggling with grief remember every storm eventually runs out of rain and so with that this is Dr. Mo signing off, sending love, laughter, and light your way. This is Dr. Mo, and I hope that you enjoyed the last episode of Unleash the Healing Within podcast. Healing from the inside out. Please feel free to like, comment, share, and of course, subscribe. Thank you again for listening. Signing off, this is Dr. Mo, America's favorite mind, body, heart, and soul doctor. Wishing you love, laughter, and wellness today.